0: Alright, what's going on guys, the week of the Scottish Open at the Renaissance Club, the Genesis Scottish Open, the strongest field in DP World Tour history, and when you look at this golf course, Tom Doak designed a beautiful course, I actually played it in 2015, the day after the final round of the Open Championship, I was out there with a couple guys from Golf.com, Josh Burhau, and a few others, uh, I love the course, a lot of trees, it's not quite your traditional Lynx golf course, but it's really picturesque, a lot of holes on the water, um, lighthouse as well. It's not quite uh, Turnberry, but it's it's gorgeous. Uh, a lot of strategy. Now it's been played in soft and wet conditions. Calm conditions in the three years the Scottish Open's been there. Twenty-two under, eleven under, and eighteen under par have won it in those years. I am speaking with Aaron Rye, who won it in 2020. He beat Tommy Fleetwood at a furious Sunday charge, 64, to get into a playoff, and he beat Fleetwood in a playoff there. So we talk a little bit about the course. What does he like about it? How does it match up with his game? And what kind of challenge is the Renaissance uh, Golf Club there in North Berwick? Beautiful part of Scotland. I mean, we got so many great courses next to it, basically. you got Mirfield there. You've got uh, North Berwick. you got Gullen There's just so many great spots in that part of Scotland, uh, south of the Firth of Forth. So love this area, and I know you guys are going to like this event. I, I spoke with Aaron Rye at the Wells Fargo. This was in D.C. at TPC Potomac at Avenal Farm. And he had actually just played his pro am and after his round, he spent like I want to say 30 to 40 minutes with this kid, high school kid that was caddying in the Pro Am. It wasn't even a caddy for, for Aaron that day. It was just he was caddying for one of the Pro Am partners. And Aaron spent literally was just going through his score scorecard, going through his strategy, answering any questions this kid had A probably 15, 16 year old kid named Ollie. And uh, it was just really cool. It said a lot about Aaron. So we get into that. Why? Where does that come from, right? Where does that giving attitude come from? So anyway, here's Aaron Rye on Beyond the Clubhouse. Aaron, man, you've got quite a career at this point. Your second win, I always circle the Scottish Open. They call it now the Genesis Scottish Open there at Renaissance Club. What did that do for your confidence in your career as a pro?
1: Yeah, it was... To win any tournament or any tour is, is very special. Um, the Scottish Open was, was a fantastic week for us. It came on the back end of the lockdown in 2020, where um, we kind of made a few adjustments and changes within the game, and it was very nice to see that validified through results pre-Scottish Open, and obviously Scottish Open um, topped off a good period of form in those in those couple of months post-lockdown. So. Um, yeah, it was, it was very satisfying and it also opened up opportunities out on the PGA Tour as well. Um, through winning the Scottish Open, we got into the PGA Championships, the Open Championship and a couple of WGCs in 2021. And through a couple of solid performances there, it opened up the avenue of getting into the Corn Ferry Finals. And then um, fortunately, I played well enough in the Corn Ferry Finals to be out on the PGA Tour in 2022. So um, a lot of that started with with the Scottish Open. So, um,
0: yeah, it was it was a very it was a very big moment overall. Did you realize at the time you beat Tommy Fleetwood, who was a really big star over there in kind of his part of the world, the UK? You beat him in a playoff dramatically. Uh, Did you realize at the time the ripple effect of what that win would do for you?
1: Uh, no, not at all, okay. to be honest. I it's hard just to look that far at. Exactly. Um, and I think in, in those moments it is very important to stay very, very present. So all of the, the spin-offs as to what goes along with a victory or what goes along with a good performance is was very, very far away from my mind, um, which is probably a good thing. <laughs> um, so, uh, yeah, and, and obviously playing with Tommy in the playoff, great guy. Um, his career speaks volumes
0: for itself. So... Um, yeah, it was, it was nice sharing that moment with him. Mm. The Renaissance Club as a venue, obviously hosting again the, uh, the Scottish Open this year. What is that like as a championship venue? It's very good. I think this will be the fourth
1: Scottish Open that's held at Renaissance. It's still a pretty new course and they've made changes over the last three or four years to just keep improving it. Um, but in my opinion, it was it was great even from the beginning and it is just getting better over time. Um, I think it feels like it could be the home of the Scottish Open, or the Genesis Scottish Open for a while, and I think yeah. it's, it's very much a worthy course for it to, for it to be settled there because it has kind of jumped around a little bit over the last 10 years, but um, Renaissance would be a great home for it, I think, coming up in, in future years.
0: Yeah, you're right. It was at Gullen and different venues in the yeah. past, um, but, but what is it about that course that matches up so well for your game? What do you like? Is it to your eye or, or what about it specifically?
1: it's a good question um i grew up in the uk um, and we have very very much mixed conditions over there so i think that style of golf generally is a bit more familiar to me which which really helps um renaissance in particular uh, it's hard to pinpoint maybe what what suits me um there's definitely some kind of there's quite a lot of shape off the tee there are not many holes that are straight in front of you which mm. kind of fits my eye um i do like working it both ways so that's the only thing that i can really think of at the moment that kind of stands out but um yeah it's just just a very good golf course overall a
0: very good lynx links golf course mm. and the, the the crowds the fans i mean i know it was a little bit different when you were out there but what is the vibe like at, at a place like that you're at Scot, you're in scotland is where golf originated like playing in a scottish open like what does that feel like as a whole
1: yeah it's great every every year is very well supported um with exception of of a couple of those covid years um they're they're also very they're very respectful for everyone that they very rarely have a bias towards a uk player or a european player or an american player they're very they're very appreciative just of golf in general and of the level of golf that they see Um, so that's probably the biggest thing that stands out for me is that they're very very generous to everyone um and they're some of some of the friendliest people you'll meet and you're always made to feel very very welcome there so it's a privilege to play in front of in front of scottish fans
0: and in scotland yeah well it's funny like i I really feel like it's the people of scotland that the kindness of the people of scotland that that really stands out every time i go whether it's an open championship or a scottish open you know what i mean yeah it really comes across and you feel that
1: even in the atmosphere of being out there, when you're not necessarily talking to a fan, but you just there's a nice there's a nice feeling around those tournaments. Um, they're very well supportive, but there's no there's no kind of bias towards towards people. It's just they appreciate good golf, and and that's where it starts. And I think that's that's where it ends.
0: Yeah. What's the favorite moment from that win at Renaissance Club uh, for you in the Scottish Open?
1: Um, that's a good question.
0: Because you shot 64 that day. It was not a bad round for you.
1: Yeah. Um you know what it's it's very tricky for me to pinpoint a moment. I think just the overall experience of that final day um was, was very gratifying because the week before we played in the Irish Open and um Finished second there. Finished yeah, <laughs> finished second. Um and pretty much led from start till till towards the end of the final round. Um And John Catlin won that year. He played a lot of great golf coming in, but I, I felt like I could have maybe got a little bit more out of it. So to then go back the next week and um, finish finish the tournament off like that in Scotland and play well and and ultimately come away with a title was just very gratifying. So it probably wasn't one moment that stuck out to me. It was probably just that feeling of being in a fourth round again, having a chance to win at the end of it, and. Coping with the situation very well and managing myself very well. So, just
0: the overall feeling of, of that day and that experience.
1: Yeah, I mean, that's an
0: unforgettable kind of thing to manage yourself well. When under pressure against Fleetwood, I mean, that was really impressive. I think about the the ripple effect you talked about being on the PGA Tour in 2022. What are you looking forward to now, the rest of the way, as you kind of navigate here in the States?
1: It's a great question. Um, there are a lot of.
0: New courses and a lot of new
1: experiences this season. That's been the case so far, which which I've really enjoyed, um, and I, th- I think it's it's made me a slightly more rounded golfer. Which um, which for me is always the most important thing about kind of learning and progressing and just becoming a better person and golfer. And I I feel like that's happened over the last few months. I think in the coming months, to really just continue with with what I'm currently doing, and to try and apply some of the lessons and some of the things that I've seen in other players maybe towards my own game to try and just refine myself a little bit better um and just just see what what happens really I'm I'm trying not to have too many expectations at the same time and just um yeah just trying to focus on improving really which um yeah which which has been good so
0: far you're talking about refining your game a little bit. Is there a certain part of your swing right now that you're, you're really kind of trying to dial in um, as you practice on the range at the moment? Yeah,
1: a couple of things, actually. Um, my technique has kind of changed a little bit over the last couple of years, and um, we alluded to it over uh, that lockdown period. We made a couple of adjustments with physically trying to get stronger with the intent of trying to hit the ball further, which had its own spin-off effects within the swing. Um, and that proved very successful for a period of time, but I think my swing had changed over the last two years to a point where I kind of lost some of the strengths that, that were there before, so um, just trying to get back to a couple of those strengths, I guess, which, which was based around accuracy, shaping the ball well, flighting the ball well, and um, so within the swing, just keeping it a bit more compact, a little bit more rotational with the body and just a little bit more simple. Um, so those are kind of the main things that I've worked on for the last month and hopefully I'll continue working on
0: over the next few months. Right. Well, I know you talked about playing different venues. I, I know you are at Bay Hill this year. Uh, there's some great American courses out here. What, what is kind of the goal for the next couple of years? Do you see yourself in the States mostly or what's kind of your overall goal is what you want to be doing? Um, it's something that I haven't really thought about just yet. Um, I haven't really thought
1: beyond this current season. Um, I'm in a very fortunate position to be playing out here almost full-time this year and um, we'll see what happens at the end of the year which may then give me a choice as to whether I prioritize here or whether I still play in Europe. Um, So I'm not sure what that looks like at the moment um, but I definitely envisage playing playing over over here for definitely parts of the year and parts of future years ahead so I'm not sure exactly what the answer is but
0: it will definitely include the PGA Tour. But like race to Dubai, that'll be so part of your schedule. Would you imagine kind of to the end of this year or what's what's kind of your how do you look at the end of the year?
1: Yeah, I think it it probably will be. Um, I'll definitely play a few events over in Europe. Um, Again, I'm not sure what the wraparound season will look like on the PGA Tour for next year. So I think that will kind of shape a little bit of how the end of the end of this calendar year looks and how the start of next
0: season looks. Um, but yeah, regardless, I will be playing a few events in Europe this year. Right. Well, it's funny. We're here at TPC, TPC Potomac here, actually my home course here in Washington, D.C., and I saw you after your uh, pro-am talk with Ollie Shalabi, who's a high school kid. You spent a ton of time, like 15 minutes with him, going through yardage book. He said that you taught him a lot of things about just preparing. Well, where does that come from you know, for you, Aaron, to want to give back to a, a young guy you just met today? caddied in your pro-am. Yeah.
1: Um I think it's it's very important for, for anyone. If Oli Ollie was great. Um, he asked me a couple of questions as we were walking around in those nine holes, and um, just asked me about strategy on, on that final hole. Um, so we spoke through a few things, and he, he hopes to have a career in golf, and I'm sure he will. Um, I think giving back for me probably comes from my family, my mom and dad. Um, within their respective jobs, gave gave so much back towards helping people. Even growing up, um, when my dad used to take me to practice, if someone ever came over to my dad and asked him a question about golf or the golf swing or how to approach certain shots or strategy, my dad would quickly walk away from me and spend as much time as the other person needed to try and get across whatever message he was trying to get across. Uh, my mom worked with mental health and she was a nurse for a very long time so it was always in a nature to, to kind of give back so I think regardless of, of golf and me having some kind of platform I guess on on the PGA tour to kind of do little things here and there I think
0: that's within my nature just through my my upbringing more than anything else. Wow Those are some great lessons from your parents and sometimes like our parents don't even vocalize what a lesson is right they just show you through, through how they live their life Exactly. and it's just we it's up to us as to what we, we want to take
1: away from that right exactly and I think that's that's the best way to convey any way of being is by setting the example and by showing it um, it's great to, to pass advice on but unless you do it and unless you follow through on it those are ultimately just words which are very hollow without any action behind them so you're spot on um, if someone sets a very good example if someone shows you a great way to be then it can only rub off on whoever is around you and i was very fortunate to be around my parents in those
0: in those examples uh, so wrapping up here uh for you off the course what is what is one of your favorite sporting events to turn on uh what do you get excited about to watch on the television <laughs> <laughs> I, I enjoy following the premier
1: league um i've followed manchester united since i was a very young kid. Um, it's, it's quite a tough time for them at the moment and I'm not actually watching as many games, which shows that I'm a bit of a, a bad supporter, I guess, right now. <laughs> um, but I do enjoy watching them when I can. Um, unfortunately, I don't make it to many games anymore. Um, but yeah, I, I do try and watch them on the TV. What's your favourite
0: memory of going to a game in the past? You said you've
1: been in there a few times, right? It was probably the first time I went there, which was um, actually linked to um, a little bit of a golf shoot when I was a very young kid. I was probably six years old. I didn't actually watch a game the first time I went there. They just showed me around Old Trafford, um, which which I thought was amazing. And I remember being in the box now and how the ground looked, and it, it was it was immense. Um, I, I already started to support them at that
0: age, but I think it was after that that I, I kind of built up more of an affinity with the club. Some great stuff here from Aaron. I mean, this is a, it's a cool part in your year. Looking forward to the rest of these next few months for you, man. Thank you very much. Thanks
1: for having me. Cheers, buddy. Cheers, buddy.
0: All right, my thanks to Aaron, Rye, for coming on the pod. I hope you guys enjoyed it. I know he gets into Renaissance Club, he gets into what that course is like, but also, as, as you heard, what it meant for him to give back at the Wells Fargo to that kid, that Ollie they the high schooler there in the pro-am and where that where that comes from basically his parents and his upbringing of being very generous with his time so anyway it's Aaron Rye and hope you guys enjoyed it and uh, also enjoy Genesis Scottish Open this week um, at the Renaissance Club